Alhamdulillah, we have uh, already completed the du'as of Sayyidina Adam al-Islam and the du'as of Sayyidina Nuh al-Islam. And now we're moving to the du'as of Sayyidina Ibrahim al-Islam. So there are five places in Qur'an al-Kareem which mention du'as that Nabi Ibrahim al-Islam Pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I'm going to do them in the order in which they appear in Quran al-Kareem. So the first is Surah Baqarah, Surah 2, verses 126 to 129. The second is Surah Ibrahim, named after Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam, Surah 14, verses 35 to 41. The third is Surah al-Shu'ara, Surah 26, verses 83 to 89. The fourth is Surah Al-Safat, Surah 37, verses 99 to 100. And the fifth will be Surah Al-Mumtahana, Surah number 60, verses 4 to 5. So we begin first with uh, Surah Al-Baqarah, Surah 2, verses 126 to 129. Now, obviously the story of Nabi Ibrahim salam is very deep and very wide. Uh, and like Sayyidina Nuh Islam also had a whole surah named after him, Surah Nuh. Also, Surah Nuh, same here, Sayyidina Ibrahim Islam, Nabi Ibrahim Islam has a whole surah named after him, Surah Ibrahim. So again, because of shortage of time, uh, we're, and this series is specifically about the du'as, I will not be teaching the entire life story of Nabi Ibrahim Islam. Suffice it to say that if you look up these five patches in Quran and look at the verses before and after them, you will get an idea of his whole story. One thing I will just want to say to you on this is so that you understand this particular aspect of Quran al-Kareem. And that is that why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in many cases, uh, split up narratives in different passages? So that's not always the case. For example, the story of Sayyidina Yusuf al-Islam is in one surah, surah Yusuf, all there in one stretch. But when you have Nabi Ibrahim salam, different aspects of his life story are found in these five different area, sections of Quran that I mentioned to you. So the ulama have mentioned different reasons for this. The first reason is that Nabi Ibrahim salam's story and who he was is so critical that one way to highlight its essential importance in our deen is to make it a frequently oft-repeating and reoccurring theme throughout and across the Qur'an al-Karim. Second way you can understand the same point is that the story and lessons to be learned from the life of Nabi Ibrahim salam were so critical and essential and so important to Sayyidina Rasulullah that they, parts of the story were revealed and then other parts were repeated and reinforced throughout the 22 years of Sirah. Third, the manner in which Allah Taala will divide this story of Nabi Ibrahim in these different five places is that each of the surahs that contain these passages perform is the perfect background and context with which to situate this particular part of the story of Nabi Ibrahim salam. So for example, in Surah Baqarah, in this passage, verses 126-129, is going to be mention of the dua that Sayyidina Ibrahim salam made for uh, the establishment of Makkah Mukarramah, right? And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
uh, accepts that du'a. So it's going to be about the du'as that Nabi Ibrahim made for Makkah Mukarramah and at the raising and reconstruction of the Kaaba. And that is something that fits very well within the other theme uh, and, and content and narratives in Surah Al-Baqarah. Alright? So just like the context highlights this passage, the fourth point is that the passage highlights the context. So Surah Baqarah is, is, special, is, is the perfect ring for this diamond, which is the story, this part of the story of Nabi Ibrahim Islam. At the same time, the story of Nabi Ibrahim Islam is the perfect uh, chocolate sprinkle on the vanilla ice cream scoop that is Surah Baqarah. It's just an example I'm giving. Uh, don't uh, take that very literally. Alright? Okay. So verses 126 to 129. <laughs> So this is the du'a that Nabi Ibrahim meant. First, Ya Allah, make this whole city hadha baladan. All of Makkah Mukarramah what? First and foremost what? A place of aman. Now if you, you remember just today, it, just lucky for us that we did this, right? What was one thing that we saw today in our discussion of the fourth Jews? We found this ayah, Allah said the same thing. That what is Baitullah? Whosoever enters it is in a state of aman. So this was the du'a of Ibrahim Alayhisam mentioned in 2.126 and Allah Ta'ala's declarative statement showing that he's accepted the du'a of Nabi Ibrahim or rather it was the will of Allah Ta'ala anyway and du'a of Ibrahim coincided with it, right? That you can look at it both ways, that it is a place that has aman. Right, and that's very interesting. And you would see this in the Arabic language that aman and iman uh, are coming from the same root, right? And in one linguistic sense, iman means the creation of aman. So, those of you study Sarf, this is ifal, right? Iman is the creation of aman. So, you get aman, safety, and sanctity, and security from kufr when you adopt iman. You get aman, safety, security, and sanctity from the fire of jahannam when you adopt iman. And therefore, iman and aman are closely linked towards one another. And that's why this word has been used in the du'a of Nabi Ibrahim salam, that the first and foremost thing he wanted for the whole, not just Baitullah, the precinct, or the mataf, all of Makkah Mukarma should be a place of aman. Second, now you can think emotionally Nabi Ibrahim is looking at this place and yes, Allah guided him to build his house of worship here and most likely we can ex- you know, speculate that Allah must have guided Nabi Ibrahim about Makkah about Baitullah, how Adam first built it, etc, etc. But Ibrahim, Nabi Ibrahim is looking around him and seeing it's a completely barren valley and he's worried about his own, his ummah. He's worried about humanity. He's worried about humanity when they become guided and they come to worship. So then the second thing he asks, وَرْزُقْ أَهْلُهُ مِنَ الثَّمَرَاتِ And Ya Allah, please provide risk, sustenance to its inhabitants with thamarat, with every type of fruit, of every type of thing, 
Which ones? Man amana minhum billahi wal yawmil akhir. Who should have the aman and who should have the risk? Those who live here, who believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the last day. Now this is kind of a foretelling that it's not always going to be pure believers who live in the sacred precincts and the sacred city of Makkah Mukarramah. And also Allah ta'ala by revealing this in Quran al-Kareem is addressing first the mushrikeen that don't think you're special because you're Ahli Makkah. Not the special ones of Ahli Makkah. Which ones? Man amana minhum billahi wal yawm al-akhir. Those from amongst them who believe in Allah Ta'ala and the, and the last day. Qala. So then Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. Uh, Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala replies to the dua. Now, when you see this... Uh, this itself is very interesting. Uh, and you have this sort of dialogue between Sayyidina Ibrahim salam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now I was trying to remember, so I can't say 100% because my knowledge is obviously not complete. But from what I can briefly remember, there is, whereas we find this in the case of Ibrahim salam, I showed you this in the case of Nabi Nuh salam, that the Prophet makes dua and Allah ta'ala replies. We saw that. Sometimes Allah Ta'ala applies through angels. We saw that in the case of Nabi Zakaria when it came in the tafsir. And interestingly, uh, here, well, let me leave. There was a point I had, but I don't want to share it with you just yet. Uh, maybe in a few days I will share that with you, inshallah. Um, so, oh, where was I? Going back to verse, so we, sorry, you were in 126. So, Nabi Ibrahim salam, he had prayed uh, for the people of Makkah Makramah, and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives an ajib reply, right? So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, Allah uh, said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Waman kafara. And even those who disbelieve, even those who disbelieve, for ummatti'ahu. فَأُمَتِّئُهُ قَلِيلًا ثُمَّ تَرُّهُ إِلَىٰ أَذَابِ النَّارِ وَبِئْسَ الْمَسِيرِ Even those who disbelieve, I will grant them some level of sustenance, risk, pleasure, enjoyment for a while. But then, thereafter, I will drive them towards the punishment of the fire of Jahannam and what an evil end and what was the worst place, the worst abode to end up in. So again, this is addressing the Mushrikeen of Makkah Mukarram at the time and the Quraysh who were not believing in the Prophet because they were also wealthy. And so they would, they, if, if the passage ended here, they would have said that, well, well look, we have the Samarat. You're saying the Samarat, the fruits and bounties and worldly material possessions are only going to be given to the ones who have Iman. Look at us, we're wealthy and Makkah is the center of trade, Arabia, etc. So this has already been decided by Allah SWT. That, okay, you're making dua, Ibrahim Islam, for the people of Iman. I'm going to give the unbelievers as well. But that's just going to be for a short period of time, for a while. Right? Kalilan. For a short period of time, brief respite, and then ultimately they will have to go and they will be punished in the fire of Jahannam. So this is an interesting response by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Ibrahim alayhi salam. Okay, then second dua is in 127, the next verse. Now, وَإِذْ يَرْفَوْ إِبْرَاهِيمُ الْقَوَائِدَ مِنَ الْبَيْتِ وَإِسْمَائِيلِ When Ibrahim Islam raised and erected the foundations of the Kaaba, Baytullah, the house of worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Ismail alayhi salam and his son. 
And they made the dua, Rabbana takambal minna innaka antas sami'ul alim. That, O oh, our Rabb, accept it from us. Indeed, truly, you, our Rabb, are the all-hearing and all-knowing. Alright? So this dua was to actually accept from us, but accept what? Accept the Kaaba. So the kubuliya of the Kaaba, the kubuliya of the duas at the Kaaba, the kubuliya of the ibadat at the Kaaba, the kubuliya of the Kaaba being our qibla, our jihad, our direction in which we pray. All of this is also, obviously due to the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but also due to the duas of Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam and Nabi Ismail alayhi salam. So this is a very big thing because Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam is a Nabi. Allah Ta'ala commanded him to do this. It wasn't his own idea. But still he wants it to be accepted. So this is why we should also, Allah Ta'ala commanded us to fast. But we should make dua then Allah Ta'ala accept our fast. So why should we make that dua? The aql want to understand and say, well, you're doing a fard. Of course it's accepted. You're fulfilling the command. You obeyed. You were successful in obedience. You performed act of submission. No, this is what we learned from Quran al-Kareem. We learned from the humility of the Anbiya that even if we do what Allah Ta'ala tells us to do and the manner what he and how he told us, we should still make dua to him that may Allah Ta'ala accept it from us. So this is the dua we should make after every good deed, every act of virtue, every ibadah that Ya Allah accepted from us. Rabbana takammal minna innaka anta samiul alim. And this is why many people, even when they just make dua, supplication to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they end their prayers or end their duas with the sentence, Rabbana takammal minna innaka anta samiul alim. You're all hearing, you hear the duas I'm making to you with my tongue, al-alim, and you know the duas that are silently there in my breast and my heart. Alright? Okay. Next dua. Next dua. Rabbana waj'alna muslimina laka wa min dhurriyatina ummatan muslimatan lak. Okay, so O oh, Arab, number one, make us Muslimin to you. What does it mean? Make us truly submit to you. And then make from our dhurriya, from our progeny, our offspring, our descendants, an entire ummah. Right now it's just father and son, it's just the two of us. Make us entirely submit to you. And then from us onward, make an entire ummah who submits unto you. Allahu Akbar Kabira. So this can include then. We don't say it's just us. This du'a of Nabi Islam is what binds the Abrahamic monotheistic faiths of Judaism, Christianity and Islam all together. That original Judaism and the true followers of Musa Islam, original Christianity, the true followers of Isa Islam and Deen of Islam and its true followers all are united in this du'a that they were submitting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's not just us that we are the answer to this du'a granted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam. Next part of the du'a. وَأَنَنَا manasikana. And O oh Allah Ta'ala, show us our manasik means the rights and methods of worship. How would you, so in other words, means show us tawaf, right? That will be the reply to this. Now what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to worship? We've constructed the house of worship, the abode of worship, but now we need to know how to worship. Second is not just tawaf, but the entire uh, rites of hajj. 
Uh, so this manasik uh, that we're taught in Nabiul Islam is what you and I perform today, uh, inshallah, what, we, what the believers perform in this time and have performed ever since the time of Nabi Akram Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, which are the manasik or the rites and rituals and practices and methods of worship known as Hajj. Okay? Then, وَتُّبُوا alayna, And Ya Allah, relent to us. Accept our tawbah. Send your mercy and forgiveness to us. Why? Because indeed you, you are the being who is at-tawab, who is ever relenting and turning towards his believers in love. Ar-Rahim and the being of everlasting, eternal, absolute mercy, love and compassion. Okay. Then it continues. Verse 129. Rabbana wab him rasulam minhu, and O our Rabb, raise from them, send down amongst them, from them a rasul, a messenger from their own selves, who will do what? Yatu alayhim ayatika. So again, it's nice corresponding with the tafsir we did earlier today, that who recites to them the verses of your revelation, where you alimuhum al kitaba and teaches them. The meanings of the scripture revelation, well, hikmata and the ways of wisdom of living, well, you zakki him and purifies them. Innaka antal azizul hakim. Indeed, you, you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you are al aziz, almighty, al hakim, all wise. And if you if you saw this carefully, those of you who are for both talks, the order is different. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the last ayah of the first half of the fourth juz, what was the order there? The order first was recitation of verses, second was tazkiyah, we use the, was tazkiyah and third was talim of kitab, and fourth was hikmah. So some of the ulama here said that Nabi Ibrahim salam made the du'a generally, uh, listing the four functions, and was talking about an aspect of tazkiyah that happens after people are acquainted with the scriptural texts of deen, and secondly learn the meanings of deen, and thirdly they learn and adopt the interpersonal relations, societal codes, hikmah and sunnah, then they get even further purified through being followers of deen. And Allah Ta'ala was mentioning when He declared that Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would have these four functions, that first people will again start, the, the first one is the same, that they will recite the verses of Revelation, but after the verses, before they can, to prepare the ground for them to learn the meanings of the book and the teachings of wisdom and sunnah, they must be purified. They must be purified. That is called tazkiyah. Alright? So this is the first passage, first set of du'as of Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam. Second is Surah Ibrahim, Surah 14, verses 35 to 41. Okay. وَإِذْ Ibrahimu Ibrahim al-hadal balada aminaw Okay, so that part of the du'a is the same, right? The second phrase of the sentence. And Allah Ta'ala protect, safeguard me and my children and my progeny and my descendants 
from ever any one of us or any of the descendants ever, ever, ever being from amongst those people who worship and pray towards idols. Now, you know, some historians have actually said that some of the Mushrikeen or pagans of Makkah they also claim they were Abrahamic, which is quite ironic because they... Nabi Ibrahim salam, was the prophet who most famously destroyed and shattered the idols. So now when we look at that you know, more recent historical research, we can understand this dua even, right? That Nabi Ibrahim salam, uh, this is Allah Ta'ala is mentioning this dua to refute those mushrikeen who they also claim that they were the followers of Ibrahim salam. And that's why you remember earlier when we did the tafsir, Allah Ta'ala said two, several times, that he's not from the mushrikeen, he's not from the mushrikeen. The humility here, look at the earlier dua, yes, I want Earlier du'a was also for the progeny and the offspring. But here, the du'a is, don't let us ever. So even, Ya Allah, it, what does it mean? That you have made me a Nabi. You've given me Hidayah. You've given me Tawfiq. But still, I'm scared. Lest any of my children's descendants fall back into shirk. I don't take it for granted just because you have bestowed upon me Nabuwa that all of my children's descendants will be safe. And so this is why we should make a lot of one major thing we're learning here is to make a lot of the war for physical offspring and in any sense if anyone is a helper, guide, caller, teacher of deen for our spiritual offspring. And this is a fikr we should have. And you will all remember the fikr that uh, Umme, uh, Amma Hajra, the wife of Ibrahim Muslim also had. So it's very important in the month of Ramadan also to make a lot of those for our children and for the children of all of the Ummah and for the coming generations of all the believers and the Hidayah of all of the coming generations of humanity. So in other words, simply speaking, think big. Nabi Ibrahim Islam, he made big du'as and we should also dare to dream and make du'as for humanity and for future generations of humanity while also obviously making du'a for ourselves and our own parents and our own children. And we should always have this fear that we want all of our descendants from now on until Qiyamah to be on Tawheed, to be on Deen. We never want anyone to slip and become a non-practicing secular liberal Muslim or to slip further and become an agnostic Muslim or to slip further and now they belong become an atheist. So there's fear of future generations slipping. That is so palpable and this Dua of Nabi Ibrahim should be in our hearts and on our tongues as well. And then uh, Nabi Muhammad, he, he makes a statement, if you will, still part of the dua, but it's kind of like a statement he makes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rabbi, Oh my Rabb, indeed, these idols, surely they have led many, many astray from amongst humanity. Ya Allah, to so make it so that whoever, whomsoever follows me, he is of me. And this is the exact same words that Nabi Kareem some said about a sunnah. Right? فَمَنْ أَحَبَّ sunnati, hmm? That whomsoever loves my sunnah, he will be with me. فَمَنْ تَبِعَنِي فَإِنَّهُ مِنِّي وَمَنْ أَسَانِي فَإِنَّكَ غَفُورُ رَحِيمٌ Allah Akbar And whosoever disobeys me About what you think Whosoever disobeys me He is not of me Whosoever disobeys me Ya Allah you punish him No Whosoever disobeys me 
What did Nabi Ibrahim say? فَإِنَّكَ indeed You, you are the spontaneous Rahim. You are all forgiving, all merciful. Allahu Akbar. Ajeeb. So this is a notion that I have no vengeance myself. I have no pettiness myself. I have no right to be against anyone. They're your slaves. If they're disobeying you, it's between you and them. But Ya Allah, what I know about you is that you are all forgiving and all merciful. Allahumma This ajeeb humility. Hmm? So it means Nabi Ibrahim does not have a spite, Adam of spite for anyone in his heart. Yes, obviously those who follow him, he says they will be with me. And those who disobey him, he's only wishing the best for them, that, Allah, that they're disobeying him, means they're disobeying Allah Ta'ala, but they're disobeying the being that is, Ghafuru Rahim is all forgiving, all merciful. Then the final dua, and this, uh, the next dua, sorry, not the final, the next dua. Rabbana inni askantu min dhunriyyati biwadin ghayr zizar'in in the baytikal muharram. So that, oh my Rabb, I have settled, Right? Because this is Nabi Ibn was guided by the angels to this place. And then Allah Ta'ala revealed to him that you should make this, um, erect the Kaaba. So now he's making dua. That indeed Allah Ta'ala, I have settled some of my progeny in a valley with, which is barren, which has no, uh, which, which is unable to be cultivated, that does not have any provision and sustenance in it. But it is near, close, Thy sacred house. Hmm? This also shows, right? I mean, to use a modern example, try to live near the masjid even if it may not be the greatest of neighborhoods. I'm not saying it should be safe and crime-free and drug-free and all of that, but it may not be the most affluent of neighborhood in order to be closer to the masjid. So this is what Nabi Ibrahim Islam is doing. He's saying, look, I'm settling my progeny, my children here, but this is the place where it's not doesn't look like the quality of life is going to be high. But it has one thing. In the Baytik al-Muharram. It is near Baytullah, your sacred, inviolable, sanctified home of worship. Rabbana liyuqimu salat. Why? That, oh my Rabb, so that they may establish salah. This is the first dua and dream of parents for their children and descendants that they may perform the prayer. Hmm? They perform the prayer. Then, Continues the dua, Faj'al af'idatam minan nasi, that Ya Allah incline and cause the hearts of some people to do what? Tahwi ilayhim, to incline towards them. Warzukhum minan thamarati, la'allahum yashkurun, and we had this notion of thamarat before, and provide them with the fruits of your sustenance so that they may become grateful and appreciative and thankful to you. So to incline people towards them means, first of all, spiritually, that let my children and, and, and 
Here also, by the way, Zuriya includes Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. To incline people towards it means that let people accept their call. And we know this that Nabi Ibrahim Islam is Jaddul Anbiya. He is the forefather of thousands of Anbiya. Allahu Alam, but many, many Anbiya. Right up to and including and first and foremost greatest Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam dua. So now Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi Imagine when he first heard this revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he would be happy that okay apparently the people of Makkah Makarma are not initially accepting me but I know that Nabi Ibrahim salam, whom Allah ta'ala loves who is a Nabi who is my forefather he made dua that the people of this area the Ahl Makkah that their hearts would incline towards me because I'm from his dhuriya I'm from his physical and spiritual progeny And it may be, indeed, uh, they are some of the Sahabah Ikram, Allah Ta'ala inclined their hearts to accepting Iman because of this very dua of Nabi Ibrahim salam. So this again shows his extreme foresight and his wisdom hmm, of Nabi Ibrahim salam. Alright? And then the sustenance part here, we had covered that earlier. Then verse number uh, 38. Rabbana innaka That, O our Rabb, indeed, you know what we conceal and what we proclaim. So again, this is an aspect of dua, that you know what's in my heart and why I really want this. It means sometimes what happens is you have feelings that are more than your words can express. So you saw earlier when we did the tafsir, the other way around, that you know what we say and you know what's in our hearts, right? Or Allah Ta'ala knows what you say and He knows what you conceal. This is the other way around. First, Allah Ta'ala, you know what I conceal and what I say. It means that, look, I can't find words. You know what's in my heart and you know what I'm expressing. وَمَا يَخْفَى عَلَى اللَّهِ مِنْ شَيْءٍ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَا فِي السَّمَاءِ And indeed nothing in, nothing can be concealed from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whether on earth or whether in the firmaments. Alhamdulillah الَّذِي وَهَبَ لِي عَلَى الْكِبَرِ إِسْمَائِلَ And all praise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who bestowed and gifted me Ismail wa Ishaqa, Ismail and Ishaq, my two sons, Alal Kibri, even when I was in old age. Inna Rabbi Lasimi Uddu'a, and indeed my Rabb, my Rabb is that being who is all hearing and hearkens and hears the color of all the prayers. Rabbij Alni Muqima Salati, and again, now, we first you pray for the children's salah, and I pray for and his progeny's salah, I pray for own salah. Allah, make me firmly established on salah. Women zurriyati, and from amongst my progeny. Rabbana wa taqambal dua. Oh my Rabb, accept my dua. Rabbana gfirli wa liwalidiyya wa lil mu'minina yawma yakumul hisab. Again, thinking big. Ya Allah, starting with this, that, oh, forgive my two parents and all the believers on that day when you will establish the reckoning. So this is a dua that many of us would know and should know. And if you don't know, this is one of those things to learn and memorize in Ramadan and to pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And before you ask anyone that, oh, how can I make sure my children pray? First say, did you make this dua? How many times have you made this dua? Rabbij alni muqeema salati wa min dhurriyati. This dua is that first and foremost and number one way we can try to hope that our children become regular in our salah. And if we say it with the understanding of the narrative, and try to say it with the same feelings that were in the heart of Nabi Ibrahim Islam. Surely, certainly we can hope in Allah Ta'ala's mercy that He will accept that 
that dua and make us and our children both firmly established on salah. So inshallah we just did these uh, first two passages. Uh, tomorrow night inshallah we'll finish the duas of Nabi Salam and look at the remaining three passages. May Allah Ta'ala accept us to become people of dua in the month of Ramadan. May He accept our fasting, our prayers, our ibadat, our sitting and teaching and sharing and learning Quran al-Kareem and may accept all of the duas of all of the ummah on this month and may He make this month a source of hidayah for all of insan wa akhirat da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin